All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and uh, <laughs> this week I have a I have a really good friend, and he's uh, he's from San Diego, and he's he's also a drummer. Did I do like one of your first tours? Is that you did pretty much my first tour. You're kidding me. Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week on my show, I have drummer uh, Chase Vernon. He's played for such bands as Super Whatever, uh, Garzy, and now he's playing drums for the band Games We Play. Chase, thank you so much for for coming into Adobe, man. Dude, and, of course. And out with me. I'm glad my friend has a podcast <laughs> I can be part of. <laughs> I'm just glad you got to like finally, finally be on it. You know, it's, it's, I a, know. it took long enough. It has been a long time in you, the making. You've been so busy. I have been, which is which is great. It is so it. great. It's yeah. been a long time in the making for that too. So yeah, it's I, good that that's here. I can't wait to talk to you because I want to know your journey because I feel like I've been there for most of it, but yeah. I didn't like. I didn't get to know like the chase uh, growing up being in like bands, and I just of I want to know how, how you got like from uh, from point A to B, man. You yeah, know? dude. Not to be like redundant with like everybody that comes on here because I know it's going to turn into like other kinds of conversations, but it's right. just like uh, I feel like drummers kind of have it uh, not as easy as other people in the band, other counterparts. You know, we and work I, ten times as hard. I, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We work ten times as hard to even just be seen. Yeah. Which, yeah. is, which is crazy. It's funny you said that because you have kind of been around my entire, like, quote unquote, like professional music life, you know, like since I started doing this and touring and actually like getting paid for it. So you yeah. have been there like from the beginning. So that's pretty cool. But there was a long journey before that. And you were also there in the beginning of my journey with with my uh, then new band. You know, yes, and <laughs> you know, yes, and so I will we'll, we'll get into all of it, man. We will. I just I can't I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um. Okay. So yeah, take me back to when you were like, when we when you started playing drums. Like, I mean, uh, did you always grow up in San Diego or like what was? No, the... I grew up in Virginia. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. some friend you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's why I have this I, show. <laughs> on so they can tell me tell me all the deets. You know? I am from. Northern Virginia, close to where Dave Grohl grew up. Um, I think he's from Alexandria. I'm from Centerville, which is in Fairfax County, so just about 20 minutes from that. Um, it's I say D.C. whenever I tell people because it's a lot easier. Um, but I grew up there. I didn't move to San Diego till like 18. So oh, so you spent like your whole childhood there? Yeah, that was my whole childhood. I lived there for like two years. You. In Where? Alexandria. Oh, some friend you are. <laughs> <laughs> in Alexandria? Yeah. Oh, no way, dude. I, uh, I stayed by Tyson's Corner. Yo. You know I've that been, is? Yeah, I've been to Tyson's Corner so okay. many times. Yeah, Mall. like my uh, my singer. So I was in the, this band, The Bigger Lights. And okay. they were from Northern Virginia. So like our dude, home. I love that band. Really? No. Oh, you <laughs> fucker. Dude, you got me. Your conviction, your face. I was like, wait, really? <laughs> No, that I've, might have been like right around your time, though. I don't know. We used to we used to like uh, play like Jam and Java, dude. That was like our that was dude, our, uh, dude. Okay, wait. How did I not know this about you? How did I real? not know this about you? Okay, Jam and Java. In do you know the band? You know this band, the Downtown Fiction. Of course, of course. Yeah, we used to play with them like all the time. Okay, they're like hometown pride and joy. They went to my high school, mm. and we're friends with my sister and all of that. Like they, gra- I really knew Dave. He's the only one. Yes. They David. they graduated before I went to the high school. But basically, oh, okay. um, they played a show at Jam and Java when I was in eighth grade. And my sister was friends with them. And so I remember I, I messaged them on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, guys, like, you're friends with my sister. Like, I'm going to come to your show at Jam and Java. <laughs> like, I'd love to, like, meet you guys and stuff. And I yeah. went, and it was the loudest show of my entire life mm-hmm. that I've ever been to. And I think uh, my ears rang for, like, three weeks afterwards, and I remember it so vividly. But they rocked. I That was kind of, like, one of the first, like, rock shows I've kind of ever been to. Yeah. Dude, that's that is really crazy. At so I was, I was like, I was kind of not to make this about me. I'm just, I'm just, we're 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 it's your show, like, baby. No, but I was just <laughs> saying, like 2000, um, 2009 through like early eleven, I was like, yeah. bouncing around like from like from Richmond to Alexandria to New York. Yes, that was like my little, you know, my 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 three places I'd stay. Dude, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's... 2009. So like, um, and in that time period too, I filled in for this band up there as well called My Favorite Highway. Did you know them? That's a great band name. Have you heard of them or no? <laughs> no You're kidding me, dude. Those guys mm-hmm. in Downtown Fiction and Friday Night Boys yeah, and yeah, all yeah. they all 
took over, man. Oh and what's crazy God. about Bigger Lights too is that uh, your manager for games we play yes. managed my band. No, yeah, way. So I, I'm I'm friends with Nano. Yeah, we've been friends for a very long time. Yeah, and he's a really good guy to know, and he's he just a good person. Your... Yeah, That's this amazing. was before. Like he was still like he was managing all time low, but I mean like they were already like big, right. but, they, but now they're like. You know, oh. Red Rocks, massive, the best guys. <clears throat> yeah, too, by the way, but no, for sure. I just, I ran, I just ran the Jack in New York. I was like, oh playing, I was playing this, uh, this gig them. called Gimme Gimme Disco. Yeah, I there. saw and, that. Yeah, I, w- I went to go see Jimmy Eat World like right before on Pier Seventeen. It, uh, they didn't. Your play, I band. played it at Pier Seventeen. Yes, that is the coolest venue I think I've ever played. Dude, it's fucking life. crazy though. It's like, amazing. Yeah. The, the the mechanics of it, like you have to like go like around and then to the <laughs> elevator and de- you're just like, what the fuck yes, is going on? Yes, you're on this wild. rooftop. Yeah, okay. So this isn't about me. So you go so you you started like going to shows at Jam and Java, you started yeah. like, getting involved in your community or like how Yeah, so I in Northern Virginia, I my like introduction to music was um and actually this is super relevant now, which is cool, mm-hmm. um, but was in sync and like okay. boy bands. Like oh. I had those things, you know, those little hit clips. Did you ever have those? The I think like, so. they were like these little clips that would hang on like a keychain. You'd stick them in this little pod, and it would play like twenty seconds of a song. But it was like the era with like Britney and InSync and the Backstreet Boys and all that. Uh. And like my sister had a bunch, and we would like you know trade them and like use each other's. And um, I got really into InSync, and so then. My first concert was in sync when I was seven, and it was no like, way. yeah, dude. Where was that? At it, it, the, it was called the MCI Center, but it's now the Verizon Center uh, in DC. Okay, uh, big arena. Sure. And um, so that was kind of like my introduction. I loved like Justin Timberlake and like mm. all of that, and then I kind of started getting into like rock music in elementary school probably around like i want to say fourth or fifth grade i started okay. listening to like green day you know oh, okay. and like yeah. american idiot came out and uh i was listening to like boulevard of broken dreams and holiday and all those songs and so then like found friends that listened to that music and like bowling for soup and mm. like like the click five and like <laughs> those bands like do you remember that song just the girl uh, who's that by? Cause she's bittersweet. She oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the click five. Like you random really bands funny? like that. I, I keep in touch. You, you probably don't know this dude. This guy Ben Romans. He's a, he's a keyboard player. For okay. Click five. Oh my god. But he like, dude. So that that place we went to on my birthday, which we won't name. He yeah. goes there like all the time, and he just always wears like, like <laughs> crazy like pearls, and he just looks like a fucking crazy scientist. That's awesome. And he uh, <clears throat> and he's got this really awesome show. In LA, or he had one. It was called Cages. It was like this, like four okay. D immersive, like music play. It was it was incredible. And if you ever have a chance to like go see it, you should. Yes. If it ever comes back here, um, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, the Click Five though. I didn't. I never really listened to their music, but I got I got to know Ben because he had produced uh, some of my friends' bands, and he's really good friends with my roommate. That's amazing. <laughs> I right. I that's such a random small. connection. It is. So, yeah. I like. My sister is five years older than me, so she uh-huh. was in the prime for, like, all this music coming out, like, her teens yeah. to, like, you know, soak it all in. So I remember, like, she would always have MTV on uh, back when, like, all... all like TRL? Yes, dude. Okay. And all the, like, pop punk alternative stuff would be circulating on MTV. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing, like, I'm pretty sure the first music video I ever saw on MTV was Sugar We're Going Down, you know? Oh, okay. And being like, what is this? Like, why is this guy a deer? And why are, like, they hunting Mm -hmm. him? Like, just bizarre. And then, like, Wake Me Up When September Ends, when, like, that music video was always played. So I started getting into that music. I started playing with my friends uh, at school who, like, played guitar. And then we found a guy who played bass and whatever. And then jumped to, like, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I get my first drum kit. Uh, from my dad, and he, like, I think it was, like, a Christmas present or something. Do you remember what kind of drum kit it was? I still have it, dude. Oh, no way. I still play on it. No way. Yeah. Okay. It's a It's a Tama Imperial Star. Okay. And it's, like, a navy blue. That's sick. The only other really, like, musician in my family is uh, my uncle is a drummer, Mm. too. And so he's, like... He, I remember him and my dad kind of like went in on this gift for me, and then he came over and just like ripped on it. And I was like, What? Like, I want to do that, you oh know? Um, okay. and so I started 
I think the first song I learned was Boulevard of Broken Dreams, you know, mm. and I'm just learning like Trey Cool parts and then I, I get into Blink and I'm learning all the Barker stuff and um, my first band was in eighth grade. Uh, we were called Social Suicide. Okay. And I had never gotten into like the more punk stuff, mm -hmm. but suddenly like these guys were listening to like Anti-Flag and Rise Against and mm. The Misfits and No Effects and yeah. like these bands. Okay. And so we I start playing that and learning that on um on the drums. Uh -huh. And then we played one show on Halloween in my buddy's garage. And that was, this was like the first live show I ever played. Mm. And I brought my drums and we played like Give It All and Prayer of the Refugee and <laughs> just like, like all these songs. Okay, that's it. Flag, yeah. like yeah. all that. It was so sure. much fun. God. So okay, so you start you start playing shows. Did you ever get to play at Jam and Java? Like I never. No did. way. Okay. I've had the opportunity, but it never it didn't work out. Um, but I've always wanted to go back and play that. But I started like that was kind of my first. I really feel like that was kind of my first like rock show I mm. went to, and then from there, like in high school, I just started going to every show I could possibly go to. Sure. Like I. I really got into Blink, obviously, and like Sum 41 and Rise Against and just like that whole world. And uh, anytime one of those bands would come into town, I'd be there just by myself because I didn't even like mm -hmm. really know anyone that listened to that yeah. stuff. And then I'd go to Warp Tour, you mm -hmm. know, and like... Like in Maryland or whatever. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Meriwether yep. Post Pavilion was a big venue. Um, just stuff like that. And then... Uh, I got into like metalcore from Warp Tour and started listening to like mm -hmm. Of Mice and Men and like Memphis Mayfire, August Burns Red, mm -hmm. and I set up I set up my drum kit like, like Matt Griner, oh you my know, God. with like the two. Dude, he's a beast, man. Dude, that guy's into yeah. a beast. Yeah. Um, added double kick and like mm -hmm. all that, which I suck at, but you know, dude, it took me like with the double kick. Um, I wore like an ankle weight like yeah. on my left foot, and I, it was like a couple pounds, like two and a half pounds. And I was just doing exercises like left, 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 right, 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 digga, 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 like that, you know? You wore an ankle weight to like strengthen it? Yeah. Where did you learn that? Um, I feel like I learned that from uh God, who was I talking to? So I well, my guitar player at the time for I Am Ghost is this guy, Gabe. He was like, he's like, dude, I see guys like slipknot, like putting like ankle weights on. I've I've like red mag. You should you should try it. So I did that and I heard like drummer from like from first to last did it like way back. I just I didn't that just was never in my repertoire. Yeah. You know, and I and I signed up for a band that was like, you know, as as soon as I am ghost had like some double kick parts in it, like the earlier stuff did, and then like when I came into the picture it wasn't as double kicky, but there was definitely like some influences, you know. Um, I tried really hard to stay away from it, but then as as I as my career progressed, I I needed to put it in my yes. you know, in my arsenal. Yeah. And so anytime that you're playing drums, I always tell people like it's you know, I, I know I've played for like a bunch of different bands over the years, whether they're like, you know, harder progressive, you know, rock stuff with double kick to, you know, um indie pop or pop punk or whatever, but it's just good to have all of them so that you have options. And yeah. you're not pigeonholing yourself into one genre, which is something I really like, admire about you. Like, you're a drummer. You're like a drummer's drummer. You're like, you know, you can go play for anybody. Mm, you know, I you can play that. for anybody. That's that's what I think anyway. But that's just watching, just watching you play over the years. You know, yeah, that's kind of the goal. I feel yeah. like I, the double kick thing. I have recently mm. I've been wanting to incorporate that because I see some of my friends just like rip with it. You mm -hmm. know, yeah, but. Growing up, I never really, other than that one, those like couple years when I was really into watching like Griner and like mm -hmm. Luke Holland and sure. and those drummers. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, like I grew up on all the guys who were just really good with one foot, you know, right, like same. Barker and like the punk guys and like mm -hmm. like Aaron Gillespie and yeah. those drummers that like sometimes you'd be like, surely that's a double kick, you know, mm -hmm. but like it's only one foot. And you're like, what? Like, how's that possible? Yeah. So that kind of influenced my playing and like the direction that I went. But now like, dude, I feel like incorporating that would be so much fun. Sure. Like throwing it in every once in a while. Yeah. Just for all those like 16th note fills, sure. you know? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I, those I can see it being for that. But for me, I think those days of, of doing that, at least for me are done. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I want like, 
man, I loved when I was growing up, man, in like 2004, like 2005, stuff like that. I was listening to like, you know, the things that were on the radio. It was, it was like the Killers and like yeah. Block Party and fucking Franz Ferdinand and, uh, you know, but then I was also listening to the punk stuff and all that was just like one foot. Like I loved like the dancey stuff, but I also like, um, I also like the really fast punk rock stuff and like, yep. like bands like MXPX would have. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd say they're faster than even some metal bands. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the guys who can just hold that punk beat for three minutes at, yeah. like, 200 BPM. Like, yeah. Like, even, like, Scott Rayner, like, mm-hmm. pre-Travis Blink stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, like, insane, it's dude. so fast. And how you stay on time just going, like, bat, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah, like, dude. nuts. I love it. So, okay, so you're you're playing with all these different bands, like, in, in uh, like, junior high, high school. Yeah. How does that get you to move out to California? And then, like, how, like where, where, where yeah. does your, where's your career go from there? Yes. So, I was in high school. Once I got to high school, I was playing for, like, Really only two different bands. I did that thing. Um, I, it's called Bach to Rock on the East Coast, but here it's School of Rock. You know that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did that in high school. Oh, for, that's awesome. For four years, they, like, put you in a band, and you work with an instructor, uh-huh. and you, like, do a bunch of cover songs, but you get to play, like, Battle of the Bands. Like, I played 930 Club, Battle of the Bands. Like, just, sick. you get to play these sick yeah. venues, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing that with with a band, and then I also had, like, my local pop punk band i was in Mm -hmm. and um we were just playing again like like at high schools like high school dances or like uh battle of the bands in dc or or just wherever and i was always like under the assumption that because all all like my favorite bands at the time they like got signed out of high school Mm -hmm. and then they don't go to college and they're just like in order to make it you have to like get a record deal before you graduate high school like I was seeing all these bands do that you know yeah and so that was like my assumption for a long time and so when that didn't happen obviously I was like oh my god okay like I guess I'll go to college you know like and do that Mm -hmm. um so I went to college out of high school at um Old Dominion University in like Virginia Beach. Okay. And I was there for a year and I wasn't even really playing drums because I didn't have my drums down there. I just like mm-hmm. come home and play and uh, I wasn't in a band or like anything. Um, and then after a year of that, I, I came out here to visit my sister in San Diego because she had moved here and, mm-hmm. and stayed on her couch for like a week. And uh, I was like, dang, like I love it here. So basically decided to move to san diego after graduate first year you graduated you didn't graduate i just went for your college and then just out of san diego exactly i I told my mom i remember being like you know i'm just gonna go like i want (laughs) to do it and uh and so she decided to come with and so she moved as well and so suddenly me my mom and my sister are all moving to san diego which was cool but here's the thing dude is like i didn't realize the difference between like San Diego and LA when it came to the music scene. Like I had no idea in in, when you're in on the East coast or like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you grew up in Salt Lake city. Yeah. So like you, you like California is just this like promised land, you know, it's like, you don't know the differences in the areas. It's just like, that's where you go to like live the dream. Not at first. So in my head, like San Diego was the same as LA when it came to music and like Blink was from San Diego and I was like, okay, the scene's going to be awesome there. And so I moved out here and I was in San Diego and joined a band there and like played in that scene locally for like, like, probably how long from 20, I moved in 2014, um, until I mean, had to be like 2017, just playing a bunch of oh, local gigs. Okay. And um, I was playing at like Soma, you know, and yeah. Stats and Queen Bees. And Soda Bar? Soda Bar, of course. And like just any bar in San Diego yeah. that has live music, I've played brick it. By you brick? Know? brick by Brick, dude. Uh-huh. Brick by Brick, I, pay- I played with my local band. We were not like metal by any means, but mm-hmm. so many metal bands play there. Yeah. And, uh, and we were on like an all metal bill and it was just the funniest thing, dude. Cause we're like this like pop indie band. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, so, um, I also like went to school for two more years out here. Oh, okay. And yeah. 
Like I went to a school in San Diego and then I went up to San Francisco State. So I kind of jumped around, dude. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Well, we have to go to one quick commercial break. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear about all of that yeah. as well. So um, when we come back, we'll be, we'll be here with Chase Vernon on Adobe Radio. So don't go anywhere. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about games we play and super whatever and all, all, all the things. So Woo. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Adobe Radio. <laughs> God, Chase, here's the problem with that laughing bit that I just did. Dude, you knew it was coming. I don't know That's what you're talking problem. about. <laughs> no one will ever know what I just said to make you laugh. That was, that was actually really funny. <laughs> Before the show, you were like, you could do that laughing thing. I'm like, fuck, I think you got me. Ryan, you have to never, ever stop doing that. What does that cup say? What fu- What? What fuckery is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know I'm sorry, mom, if you yeah. listen to this. Yeah, I asked him what the cup said. Uh, okay, so we're back with Chase, Mr. Vernon. All uh, right, so so we're at the point now in your career where you move out to uh, San Diego. You're going to school for a couple of years. You're a drummer. Yeah. Um, you then go to San Francisco. Yeah, went to San Francisco State. Don't ask me why. It just happened. Uh, okay. And did you, did you play music up there or did nope. you go to the, go to any clubs, any shows, any, anything? I went to shows. They had like generator shows on the cliffs and stuff. Like we did some uh-huh. cool stuff. Like okay. my friends up there, we, we would go to a bunch of house shows and everything. House shows are cool up there. Yeah. yeah but I wasn't like playing in a band or anything. Um, I was just kind of like just there, just there. And then did you go to like Slim's. You ever been there? No, uh, I don't know. It was such a famous club, and it fucking shut down during COVID. And like, it's where I grew up playing. And Damn. God, it was so awesome, dude. There's a venue in San Francisco State, uh, like oh, inside yeah? the main building. I forget what it was called, but like uh-huh. we went to a bunch of shows there. And did you ever get to go to? Uh, did you ever get to go to Gilman Street in Berkeley? Nine two four Gilman. Mm, never went to Berkeley. Yeah. Never went over there. That place is where it all started. Mm, like, like I with bet. all the bands, like like Green Day, No Effects, yeah. Rancid, Oof. Op Ivy. You know, yeah, but um, anyway, I decided yeah. to uh leave that school and move back down to San Diego, and then that's when I was like, All right, all or nothing going in okay. on music, we're just gonna make this work because I didn't want to just graduate and try and like, right, I don't know, do that. I didn't want to do that. I was like, Sh- I gotta play music. I don't blame you, yeah. I mean, I, I was terrified when I was 18, you know, I, I was one of the older kids in my class, and uh, you know, I was, I was 18 years old as a senior in high school. And I just remember, like, I'm like, fuck, I got to go to college. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and yeah. then just, like, and then, at, dude, out of, like, nowhere. I mean, I, I toured with, like, uh, I don't know if I told you this, and I feel like I talk about it now all the time, but um, <clears throat> I was in this band called The Teen Tragedies. I, I do know this. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, I did a, I did a tour during the Olympics. Yeah. It was, like, during February, and then, like, this all-girl punk rock band out of uh, yes. Albuquerque, New Mexico, watched me play to, like, 30 people at, um, at the launch pad. Have you played there mm-hmm. in Albuquerque, New Mexico? No. Okay, so that's a place you'll probably end up playing at some point. Yeah. It's small. It's cool. It's a cool. It's a good club. And uh, there was nobody at our show, like literally like nobody, just them and some other people. And as soon as I got home from tour, I quit the teen tragedies. I was like, these people don't understand me. Like, we're all like super good friends now. But it's like, these people don't understand me. I'm 18. They're 25. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just like I just didn't get along with it, and they were they were like a couple, you know, at the time. Yeah, and so uh, and so I went, you know, like went back to school, and I emailed the eyeliners, and they're like, "Hey, like, want to try out for our band? Like, we're gonna move our sister up to the front because she sang and played drums at the same time." The eyeliners, yeah, amazing. And so, and so like, a- after I tried out for them, they're like, "Do you want to go on Warp Tour in 2002?" And I said, "Yeah." yeah. And then they're like, we're, "We're gonna be on a bus," and I was like, "Yeah." And it's like you're gonna yes. be on a bus with Floggy Molly, yeah, dude. And then it's gonna be as much Guinness as you want. Yeah, they didn't say that <laughs> part, but that's that's what it, that's what it turned into. You know, yeah, I was supervised. You know, being an, being an eighteen year old lad. Yeah, dude. Back then, I um, I feel like I came to the touring game much later, and so I feel like all like my friends, such as yourself, that I hear talk about touring at you know sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. It's like wow, like what was that like? You know, because I didn't. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a bunch of money. I didn't understand why we were crashing on people's uh, floors. Why am I not a rock star yet? Why yeah. am I, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. was, it was things like that. And like, uh, even now it's like, you look back on it and it's like, I had to, we put in like our own dollars, man, to make everything go. I was going to say, were they paying you at no. 17 years old. I mean, old, like, you know? yeah, I mean, like, we go to, we show up to the club and it'd be like door deals. You're like, oh, well, 10 people came tonight in Missoula, Montana. So here's uh, 20 bucks. 
Wow. And then man. you get to drive to the next town, and you're like, oh, this this is terrible. And I think we got like one hotel room, and it was like a Motel Six, and it was like twenty dollars back then. And you know, we had atlases and you know quarters and you know pay phones and stuff like that. You don't have GPS at that time. We did not have GPS at that time. I think if if you wanted it, you'd have to you had to be like like rich, you know. Are you using like paper maps? Yeah. No. Atlases, dude. Yeah. And then in 2006, it was uh, print off the uh, yes. the Ram McNally like MapQuest directions, and you put it on a clipboard, yeah. you know, <laughs> and you print it from the bottom up, and you'd have to have like a navigator. So like someone sitting next to you, like, all right, get off at exit like 35, and they're like, what? Okay. And they're like, you're not ha- you're not really paying attention. Dude. And this dude, as soon as the GPS came, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. We're so good. there was MapQuest to give you those directions oh, yeah. at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, not until like 2000 <laughs> fucking four. You're using like a compass rose. Dude, <laughs> yeah. No, dude, straight Where's up. Where's the North we, Star? We, <laughs> <laughs> dude, straight up though, we'd have to like get off at the fuck. I don't think people understand how old I really am. Um, you know, young. you got you get off at the fucking exit and you call the promoter and you're like, hey, I'm on I'm on the five freeway. Like yeah, in Seattle. I'm on. I'm off exit twenty at the fucking Shell station. Like, oh okay. Mile marker. 56. Yeah, we had email, but you had to go to like internet cafes and stuff. Sure. You know, back th- back then, right. you know, we didn't have Sidekicks. We didn't have iPhones. Sidekicks, you know? dude. <laughs> I mean, it was, this is real life, man. This feels like a lot. This feels like a lifetime ago. I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck am I still doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's wild. Um, but what I was going to say about you is that uh, this is a really exciting time in your life because now you're okay. We're going back to you. I'm sorry. It'll, it'll turn to natural. So you're in you're in San Diego. How did where does your first like success where, where you're like you know what this is like fucking great like I'm finally like doing it. Yes. Whatever that is. What when did that happen for you? Um, you were there. Okay, so let's get to that <laughs> point. So you're you're you move back to San Diego. You're playing around. Like, yes. how do you get hooked up with? Uh, Skyler. You know, yeah, with Skyler, like super whatever. How how does that happen? Yeah, so here's how it happened. Cuz you I, played I think you guys played our first uh San Diego show that we ever did. Yeah, cuz I think it was But we I didn't really I didn't meet you then, I don't think. You guys were still a new Oh, no, Skyler played with you. you, you in super whatever. I wasn't in the band oh, yet. Oh, okay. And it was like one of your secret shows, I No, think, it was right? it wasn't even a secret. It was like we had we had still like we were still booking our. Sh- I think that was like our first show that like an actual booking agent booked for us. But until then, yeah. it was like favors that we both like you know at the time for for IDK How. Right. It was like both favors that we would like come up with you know like so, you know he knew Neon Trees so we played that show and like right. the Troubadour you know and then we played that San Diego show the next day and then the day after that like I got us a show in Arizona at yeah. my friend's venue, and it was just like fuck you know no no machine no nothing yeah i was not there for that san diego show but i do remember hearing about that 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 happened um so basically i got involved in like the church scene for a minute in san diego Mm. and started playing drums uh for like some random churches because like my friend um one of my friends was a was a worship leader at this church called Journey okay. at, in San Diego, and so I I played there one Sunday, and then I started to like get involved in this this other group that like played on Sundays, and so I kind of joined like that scene mm. uh, for a bit, and and this guy, his name was Dave, he um, played in a band, and he, uh, I remember asking him about his band and being like. Uh, oh yeah like what's your guy's spotify whatever and it was the first time like one of my friends had actual like streams on spotify and stuff and i was like oh that's sick this was a band called king shelter they're like kind of an underground la band they're they're really good um but i was like dang this band is like cool and and has like play like plays on on the internet and they uh play shows and tour and stuff so i was like this is a cool opportunity if they need a drummer or whatever Mm -hmm. so i remember asking him and being like hey um, I know you guys have like a small tour coming up. Uh, do you need a, a drummer for it? And they didn't at first because they had a guy. But then last minute that guy moved, I think, to New York to like go to school. Mm. And so Dave hit me up and was like, hey, um, we actually need someone. So I went out on my first tour ever was in August of 2020 or 2018, right before mm. the water parks run. Um and it was a so they just need they just by chance you got just like by a, chance wow, cool. and because right. I asked you know and um so I 
and and before this like i had only been doing local stuff i would drive to la play a bunch of college shows at like ucla usc mm-hmm. like with my friends bands whatever i was just like playing as many local shows as i could um but then this happened and he was like yeah it's a, a little west coast run it was i think it was seven shows and um that tour was supporting super whatever it was okay. super whatever's headliner huh. and so i met skylar on that tour and right after that tour ended after those like seven shows Mm -hmm. i remember i was home for like a week and uh it was cool i was i was dude i was on cloud nine because i had just been on my first tour yeah and i remember like after the first show where were you guys like staying and stuff like were you in hotels or friends houses we didn't even have a van we had like uh, an suv Uh and it was like a lot of just friends houses maybe like one hotel or two hotels Mm -hmm. but pretty much just crashing on floors and couches you know um and so i remember after that first show i was like wow like this is insane because i was so used to playing the one show and then being done and then you play a show like a month later or whatever but i was like we get to do this tomorrow and then we get to do this the next day like that's crazy you know that was a big like moment for me um but then I was home for about a week and I woke up to a DM from Skylar uh, from Super Whatever. And he was like, hey, um, if you have a minute, like, go ahead and call me. And he was like, I have a question. I was like, why is the lead singer of Super Whatever mm-hmm. DMing me? Like, this is really yeah. weird. And um, I called him and then suddenly he asked me to... Um, do a music video with him and then do the water parks tour. And I was like, um, wow. yes. Like, so that was like, that was like your second tour. Maybe? Dude. Yes. Second tour ever. And the wow. first one was only a week long. And so suddenly like, it's just a wild mm-hmm. situation because suddenly I'm like in it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And, um, when we, when we left on that water parks tour and like, that's where I met you. And yeah. stuff, I was just kind of like, this is, so new to me mm-hmm. and uh i i feel like i just got kind of thrown in with the sharks and it was like all right dude sure. swim you know yeah um, definitely but like everything i had dreamed of to, mm-hmm. you know like as a drummer growing up in the local scene and so i was like all right i'm touring i this is like i'm like a little kid in a candy shop like everywhere i look like wide-eyed and everything you know yeah um so that was like just an insane experience and obviously like that tour was so much fun and uh it was it was a lot of fun i made some really good friends on that but yourself included yeah dude i what i loved about that tour was it was like our um it was like idk's like first uh tour in a bus yeah and what was also you guys shared a bus right shared a bus yeah yeah with water parks yeah looking back on it we probably shouldn't have done that and the reason why is because we didn't make any money yeah i'm serious we didn't make yeah. i didn't come home with anything yeah we were like we were both like why like because you spent too much on the bus yeah Got that it. was it but i think also looking back on it that was probably a good look for us back then yeah and it probably set us up for like later successes you know yeah dude but just just like perception can be like everything you i know? mean you've got me coming in being like oh look at these bands on this <laughs> bus like that's yeah. insane we're in like our little 12 passenger I mean, yeah we should have we should have probably have done like like a bandwagon you know yeah but at the time i think we were just like okay it's gonna be winter yeah we've we've been in vans and you know at least at least i had at that point been in so many fucking vans yeah you know and i'll probably still tour in vans and it doesn't fucking matter dude i a, i thought it was so you know? cool it is, just having a van yeah i know you get to I, fucking see the entire yeah country i'd never you been know? in a van like that you know like, like all over the place you know i think on on that tour uh, we uh, there was one tour. I don't know if it was that one or the next one we went on, but we didn't even really get hotel rooms. We would a lot of the time we would just sleep in Walmart parking lots in the van, the van? Yeah, and and that. brush our teeth in the Walmart bathroom, you know, because like yep. there was no budget for hotels or whatever, you know, yeah. and like. But you're right. Like that's fun. <laughs> like it, <laughs> you know, it's like it. It can be tough when you're in it, but like it's it's you, cool you know, to. I will, I will look say at this. That. It is it is fun when the people that are you you are on the road with yes. also have the same mentality. Yes. And I've had that mentality with others very few times. And I'm yeah. still struggling to find that. Yeah. You know, I think I had that with like bigger lights were like, 
let's fucking go, you know, all the time. Everybody else is either like we were always like on a bus or it was like, well, we just have to do this, I guess. You know, it was never like let's like let's one for all, all for one. Yeah, you know? dude. And that's what that's what I'm looking for in my in my next adventure. All for one and one for all. Yeah. And you know, it's tough like because everyone does do this in their own way, like the touring and people people some people hate it man like you know i've talked to so many so many artists that just don't like touring and then some people love it and thrive on the I've road been you know in bands that love touring yeah and i've been in bands that hate touring definitely it makes such a difference when you're on the road it does such a difference and it's like if you don't like touring why the fuck are you why are you doing it <laughs> why are you touring <laughs> you know like what's yeah. you know what's the payoff what's yes. the you know like like what you're miserable with like the people you're with or you you don't want to be away from home it's like i i mean dude i have empathy for people that have to leave their families behind but at the same time dude it's like that's the deal yeah there's a lot of sacrifices made doing it um but i'm fortunate enough to be and i'm really glad dude i'm really glad that i am how old are you now 28 i just turned 28 oh dude you are i I, first off (laughs) i'm gonna give you you a a big clap because Thanks, you man. oh my god i feel old so you've been you know you've been touring <laughs> your all of your 20s pretty much pretty much that's yeah. fucking amazing yeah you know? it and is now you, you get to do this and it's a, i just like i think with music for me i didn't really start like like actually making like a profit where it was like hand to mouth like i, I didn't that didn't start happening for me until maybe like i mean dude i've been doing this for like 20 something years yeah you know started i started making like actual money probably like 2015 yeah you know yeah um i'm just glad that i enjoy doing it yeah because if if you if you're like again if if you can't like handle because here's the deal if you want to make money go be a fucking uh go be a banker sure go you know of course do do something else yeah or it's like but this is i will tell you this as well this is a really cutthroat industry and people will say and do whatever they can to make it their own narrative yeah in any in any sort of uh in sort of band situation and so there's always two sides to every story no matter what of course and so what i'm telling you though is is being a drummer and this is like advice i want to give you being a drummer you will experience things that people couldn't even imagine both good and bad yeah and as long as you can carry that with you and knowing that, that's what's going to separate you from everybody else. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All drummers listening take that to heart as <laughs> it's well. True. And a lot of times, bro, I, I've, I've said this. Maybe you've heard me say it. Maybe you haven't. But like nine I, times out of ten. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I love it. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. Before you say this, let me preface this. Yes, 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 yes. I have passed this on to so many people. Really? Yes, because I love this advice. And I... I agree with it wholeheartedly. So continue. Yeah, that's my advice. So yeah, nine times, nine out, of times 10, out of 10. Yeah. Bands fail. And the one in 10 that make it were the ones that were too stupid to stop. Exactly. And also, for people that are listening, uh, don't get a manager unless you really, really are ready to do this the next steps with your musical career. Do everything you can on your own for as long as you possibly can. A lot of times there becomes this, um, there's like this like dance, right? Where like the manager will become the enemy. <laughs> this is real life. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, just, just my experiences, but like where the manager, they will do whatever they can to get their bottom dollar. Yeah. So they don't care. They, all, they ca- all the managers care about is the singer and all they care about is what their bank account looks like at the end of the day. Right, I mean, and they will say job, yeah. and do anything to make their narrative look like, you know, whatever it is that to convince their artist. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, do you know where I'm going with this? What I'm saying is, is that at the end of the day, everybody's expendable. You know, yeah. Like, drummers are expendable all the time. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like bands will go on and on with or without uh, people like like you or me. Sure. You know, so there's always someone else. You yeah. just have to enjoy the ride while yeah. it lasts, and of that's course. it. And and again, people. You just have to watch. You have to watch what uh, what people do around you. That's it. You know. Definitely. I mean, you have to be smart about it always. Sure. Um, dude, that that nine times out of ten advice, I just I love it so much because you're exactly right. And and anyone I've had to like, I've been in a pos- position to like give yeah. advice to, or is at a tough point in their 
career, I've always referenced that and just been like, but man. bands fail because it could be like it could be internal. It could be that no one cares about the band. Yeah, it could be that like some people in the band think they're at like certain levels, you know, or people make poor decisions, or it could be fucking anything. You know what I mean? But but it's, like, but it's the not stopping part. Right. That's yes. like and yes. and that's what I mean. It's like. If you just don't stop and just yeah. keep going, you know, like something's gonna happen. Right. You know, you got to make something happen. Right. But but if you stop, then you'll you'll you never be that one. You you'll never you'll never you'll never know if it wasn't gonna work. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we have to we have to go to one more quick commercial break, and then we're gonna come back with uh, Chase Vernon from uh, bands such as Super Whatever and Garzy and Games We Play. And I want to talk about how you transitioned into to all of those bands when we come back. So don't go anywhere here on Adobe Radio. And yeah, just keep listening. So we'll be right back after this. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that wasn't funny at all. Uh, Why are you laughing? <sighs> what I said was really, really serious know, just I now. Yeah, and I know. It's, I can't believe you're laughing like that. We, we, should, we, should, probably, we should probably get that checked. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you okay? You can say <laughs> that is the worst thing you said. Hey, Dude, you, you should, probably, you, should you probably go get that checked out. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I don't care what they say about you, dude. But like, I love you. I love you, know? you too, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Um, okay, so so you did. So here's the deal. I we played like a lot of shows together. We as, did, as, dude. Is like super whatever, and IDK how. And so it's like when, how do you? Here's what I remember, is that. When, when Skyler decided he didn't want to continue, re- respectfully because you know he's got a family and stuff. Yeah, he had a, and he, a he baby. Wanted to be with his, yeah, he wanted to be with a baby, and of course, you know now they live in like what North Carolina, right? Yeah, they okay. do. So, how how does that how did that affect you, and yeah. how does that you know, and how how are you able to like continue on playing with other bands? Yeah, that's a great question because I basically like. I saw it coming in some ways, but, um, I, you know, I was banking on super whatever. Like I had a nice cushion sure. of like, that was my band and my gig. Yep. And like, you expect that to kind of take you to see X, Y, and Z, yeah. you know, in your career. And when, uh, when, uh, that band stopped, uh, it was definitely like a, Oh my God, like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. It not in a, like, do I stop playing drums, but more in a like, okay, what, like which direction in like, who can I move to? Where can right. I go as a drummer now? Like, cause right. I, I was like, okay, I'm not stopping this. You know, like there was no yeah. point in my mind where I was like, Oh, my band broke up. That's it. Time to become an accountant or whatever. No. Like right. I was like, I was like, this is not the end of this story for right. me, you know? 100%. And, but I completely understood why, why Skyler decided to do that and everything. Like, and he's an incredible dad and one of my best friends, and I love him so much. Dude, he's so great. He is the best. Um, and so, um, I basically at that time I had made enough friends from touring and met enough people to reach out and just be like, hey if you guys know anyone who needs a drummer, like, mm-hmm. please, uh, let me know. You were one of those people. Um, and then there were just various like, uh, drummers or producers or just people I met that I knew, knew a lot of artists and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe in conversation it came up, they need a drummer or whatever. Luckily, a lot of like my friends pulled through and actually like, connected me with gigs and you connected me with a gig and um i i just had a couple people be like oh yeah reach out to this person and so on and so forth and it worked out man like i was dude i felt so grateful because i suddenly i was like out of a gig i was like okay how do i where do i go from here and uh and then suddenly i'm talking to a couple different artists about playing drums for them. And I was like, okay, this is going to work. You know, this is going to work out. Yeah. You know, it's crazy just about being a drummer is, uh, and it's more so than any other, other instrument. I think is that like for drums, it's, you can, you can continue on. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah. you can play for whoever guitar. It's like, I, I think it's, you're a little more pigeonholed maybe. I don't know. I mean, I just know it's, it's very common for a drummer to go play for like, Five, six, every seven, drummer, man, you know, like every drummer plays for everyone. It's yeah. so funny, yeah, but like, it's true. Live drummers are so needed. It's such mm-hmm. an important instrument. Like every 
every artist in every genre. Like you'll see live drummers with DJs and with rappers and yep. with you know any genre. So I think. Um, and I feel like it's the the one instrument, if you have like a solo artist and they're like, okay, you have the budget to bring on one instrument for your tour, it's kind of always drums, drums you know, yeah. like unless it's like a pop artist that doesn't use drums or something. But yeah, it's it's a nice position to be in because I feel like we're always in demand in that yeah. sense, which is cool. Right. Um, if you're good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're good. I feel like the hang aspect is super important. It is. You know? It is for sure. I, I, that's how That's how I feel like I've been able to get most of my, my yeah. drumming gigs is by being able to connect with that person at, at that time, you know? And then like, it's, it's just, it's like, you know what it's like being in bands is like dating. <laughs> I, it is. Dude. I love, it I is. love this. Continue. Be, being in bands is like dating. And like, you know, sometimes bands run their fucking course, no matter, you know, but like, I refuse to feed into like any narrative. Like you'll never hear me talk badly about you know anyone even if like it was like the worst experience of my life or if you've ever been on tinder that's kind of what being in a band sure is. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you 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 date for a little bit you you go on the road and you're like okay this is cool or like hey i yeah. filled in this one time you know it's like a quick date and done yeah you know what i mean and like i've always just been in the school of like you should play for as many people as as you want it just makes yes. me grow as a player and that's i never want to be uh never want to be like I don't want to say the word tied down, but I, I always want my, uh, my, what am I trying to say here? I'm, I want, I want my possibilities to be endless. My creativity. I want to be able to like challenge my brain and I want to be able to connect with people that yeah. are like, that like are cool, you know? And so I think like going forward with my journey, like I'm just going to be very, very selective. And I have been, this year has been like really eye opening. Yes. Me, you know? I love that dude. It, like, it has. I mean, I've I've done a lot of cool things, and I've I've been able to, you know, write with like a bunch of different people. I'm gonna have some music pretty soon, but I'm just again, you only get one shot, <laughs> so yeah, it's man. just like I'm just taking I'm just taking my time. That's it. I think being able to play with a bunch of different artists and and like experience people's live performance, and it's nice to be able to do that with so many various people because. Yeah when you just play with one artist for a long time, it's like you get very used to playing with what that like energy looks like on stage and what the performance is and yeah. what the hang is and everything. But getting to like play with a bunch of artists and a bunch of people, it, yeah. it keeps you really like, like, um, it's, it's much more of a spectrum when it comes to sure. what the live performance is. And, and, and that's a lot of fun. It keeps you kind of guessing. Um, yeah. But it's like mm -hmm. it it was going into that world was kind of a huge change too from being in one band for like three years, you know, because and having to know like a million different songs at any Yes. Time. Now you're just like you get hit up and it's like, Hey, I, I have a show or a tour in like in like two or three weeks, like and here's the set list and here's our rehearsal days and all that. And so you have to learn like a ton of, of material and everything and I think like when you talk about the hang and like a good hang, I think yeah, that's a lot, a lot of it. Like you'll get rehired for that because when you go out on the road and you live with these people for a month, like if mm -hmm. people like being around you and you do your job well, then chances are they'll keep you around, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, also being in music for like as long as I have, like when you, when you're out on the road for a long time, you pick up other skill sets, you know? Yeah. Like this year, I have tour managed like never before. <laughs> you know? Yes, that's so, true. Like, I, you I have tour managed, tour I tour managed my friend's uh, band, Bad Flower. Um, by the time this airs, I'll have already been off the tour for for over a month. But um, I, I went out with this band called Static X. Yeah, they're they're nothing in my wheelhouse of music. I don't know any of their songs. I yeah. just know, I just know them as people, and we just vibe. And so I think they wanted. To bring me back for that reason so i went out with so this will be that was my second time going out with, now this is out in december right right so that was my second time going out with him this year with with this, with this band <laughs> from like the fucking the 90s it's so funny a, that. a big band from the 90s yeah and, uh yeah so i'm learning i'm learning you know i mean i've i've already knew how to tour manage because i've done it like my whole life it, it seems like for all of my other bands like right. being on, on a smaller level but now it's like i was having to deal with like semi trucks and you know, making sure that uh, yeah. everybody's happy, you know, it's like... I can't a, imagine the amount fun, of responsibility you know? that comes with but tour sometimes, sometimes if you're like a crew person, that turns into like another position, 
You know, yeah, it dude. turns into maybe it turns into on stage. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to my friends. There are so many you know? roles that are filled on a tour. It's yeah. insane. So yep. like, I mean, whether it, have you done teching at all? I did one drum teching gig, and I actually met a really good friend of mine through it. His name is Aaron Stakaner. He's a drummer as well. Okay, he's the guy. Huh? He's the guy that ended up filling in for me when uh, I got the call to do that band Hot Milk earlier yeah. this year. I was already out on a tour. I was playing with um, with Scott from Real Big Fish. Yes, and that's so right. So I didn't want to leave him hanging. So my friend Aaron, I think I, I asked you too like what you were doing, but they went to like South America and La Palooza. Anyway, so Aaron yeah. and I both did a drum teching gig in LA for um, this, this, this uh, artist named Brandy Carlisle. And she was performing uh, Joni Mitchell's Blue. And it was at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, and we became friends that way. And they needed they needed two drum techs, which is so odd. Whoa. And then backstage was like Elton John and Marilyn Manson. They were just like fucking it up with everybody. It was crazy. What the fuck, dude? We have like a minute and a half. How did that even? Happen? Are you serious? I, I lost. I lost complete track. It's of been time. fifty-two minutes. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chase, dude. dude. Um, how can people find you on the internet? <laughs> we need to do a part two. Uh, for sure we will. Um, but like, yeah, what's what's the best way people can find you? Um at Chase Vernon uh-huh. on Instagram and Chase Drums on TikTok. Oh, okay. That's I need to it. check out your TikTok. I'm gonna start getting into that. Well, if you're wa- if you're hearing this now, then I will have posted maybe a couple videos. Yeah. Dude. And people and when I posted those videos, people were like, dude, Ryan, you're like the coolest dude ever. And and when I'm playing the drums, they're like, "Dude, you're so rad." And other people are like, "Boo, you suck, man. Like, you should go back to Sucksville." Dude, and, <laughs> Sucksville. You know? Dude, where can uh, people find you on TikTok? Uh, uh, Ryan Seaman four three five. Because some asshole At took Ryan X X Ryan Seaman. Yeah. No scope three sixty four three five. I lost my Twitter. I can't get that back either, dude. I can't believe it. We dude, like I a minute. I still have so, the last two years of my life to talk about. <laughs> Part we two, did. and then you went and played for games we play. See us in part two. Oh, wait, real quick, let's take twenty seconds. Yeah. Do you have any idea what games we play are doing in twenty twenty four? Um, n- no, but uh, okay. it's cool things, very cool things. Okay, uh, we do lots. You guys of are planning cool something shows. right now in December. Like, it's I don't know when, but okay. yeah, there's okay. more Fallout Boy shows I think in twenty twenty four. Okay, cool. That have been announced. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. With Jimmy like, World, you can talk yeah, about yeah, Jim. Yeah, um, Jim. And he then, eats worlds. Yeah, and so. <laughs> So that's that's it. Wow, thirty seconds. Oh my god, uh, I thought it had been fifteen minutes. No, that's all right. I mean, this is fun. Now we're gonna go see uh, a show together. I think. You know, L- love you, dude. I love you, man. Um, well, Chase, thanks so much. Uh, make sure you check out Chase on all the all the platforms. Do and it to uh, check out games we play. It's a really awesome gig. It is know? so awesome band. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends. There's only a couple more episodes this year, and then we go right into 2024. How crazy is that, dude? You're crushing it. You're crushing you're it. Like, you're like the Howard Stern of IW Radio. I am not the Howard Stern of IW. What, what are you trying to say? I got like a... <laughs> you're a legend. I got a bad haircut. Oh, I, yeah, we'll talk Dude, about that. Dude, your hair is amazing. All right, I love you. I All love right, you. so uh, yeah, thanks so much. And coming up next is Gone Fishkin here on Adobe. And I will see you guys all next week here on Ryan Seaman and Friends. Goodbye. Bye.